program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> I'll give you a choice. I could put on these glasses or start eating that trash can. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We have a real chance at this. No Vax, and this is episode 53 for Behind the Schemes, a special uh, once-in-a-lifetime double bonus episode for this week. I'm Booberry Mothman in the Miniocalypse. And from all the way the hell over here on the left coast where we're dealing with totalitarianism and communists, uh, my name is Lavish. And coming all the way from wherever our big dumb mouth takes place at, we have Cretched joining us. Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Doing well. Most excellent. Doing, where, uh, I, I do have one question immediately right out the gate. Do you and Midnight Mike cast from the same location? Or is this sensitive information? No, it's, uh, no, it's not sensitive information. We do not. He's, he's somewhere in north central Ohio, I believe, on his, his weird prepper farm um, mm. that he's doing videos of. In fact, he just released a video the other day showing all the crazy stuff they've got going on there. So, and I am, I am not located at said farm. Well, your connection is seamless. I don't know how you guys work that magic, but it's some top-tier bandwidth. Well, it's all about being on the interwebs. You guys heard of this thing? Al Gore invented it. It's great. <laughs> we tried it every once in a while. It's a pretty good mm. time. 
whenever I get involved with that stuff. Yeah, there's lots of stuff to check out there. There's like mm-hmm. Facebook and like YouTube. Well, that's when they check you out, but I see what you're saying. Yeah, don't use those. Get off of that stuff. Yeah. Have any of y'all used the uh, Neva browser yet or the Neva search engine? No. No. No, I have, I have, I'll see if that gets to critical mass. I don't have any interest in jumping on new things like that. I mean, I, I saw just the, I mean, I use Brave browser and I just saw that like Brave is doing their own search engine. I'm like, hey guys, that's great. I got an idea. Stay in your lane, fix your browser, get browser sync working first, then maybe start looking at, at, uh, at developing alternate search engines. Right. So I, I fear that's probably the downfall or the, the beginning of the end of the Brave browser if they're going to start doing stuff like that. Interesting. Mm. Uh, to start the show off, typically we draw a tarot card. Tonight was a little weird because as I was, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was shuffling, I had two fall out at the same time, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to pick one over the other." So we got two cards for tonight. First one that fell out was the Six of Pentacles from the Tarot Tarot de Marcel. Mm, six of Pentacles, also known as the Six of Coins. In this card, the relationship to the problem has been arranged vertically. We are clinging to earth and heaven, fully accepting our reincarnation like a tree rooted deep in the ground and pointed its branches into the sky. This is a card evoking self-generosity, physical pleasure, ayo, enjoying money in a well-managed economy, ah, feeling beauty in everyday life, gourmet, and sensuality. The Six of Pentacles... Uh, praises the beauty of the world and feels like it merges into one with that beauty. We can invest in what we love. This is the cost of sponsoring art, buying a piece of art, etc. Mm. And the image for the Six of Pentacles is very clear. It's a sort of a wealthier merchant man who holds a scale of justice, and he's giving charity to those that are, you know, less fortunate than him that are below him. So it's, you know, it, it, right away it invokes charity, it invokes um, justice, and it invokes uh, equality. Uh, financial harmony. I, I like this uh, particular paragraph. You have lived long enough in darkness to see the inner light. It is time to help the misfortune. Let's consider giving to a charity or reaching out to someone who needs your support. The generosity of this card is not limited in terms of money and material things. The immaterial gift of your presence is just as well received even way better yeah you can tell just from the image of the card the the poor people that are receiving the charity from the rich man they aren't looking at the money they're looking at him and they're smiling and they're talking to him and it's not about the money it's about the camaraderie and about the humanity and the second card that we pulled was the i thought this one was kind of synchronistic just based off of last night with the uh ace of swords today the second card was the ace of wands Mm. There is a large amount of energy in a latent state. We know how to create and recreate. Have the courage to overcome difficulties or lead a project to succeed. The Ace of Wands has power. If you need to fight, you will be able to do it. This is also a card about sexual ability and desire. Perhaps it signals the emergence of creativity in unexpected places. Mm -hmm. In contrast with what we had last night, which is the Ace of Swords, which is just a sheer will, driving with a sheer will forging your destiny the ace of wands is more just like a whimsical we're going to create something together type of thing as opposed to it's my way or the highway type of thing i think between yourself and myself with that uh, <laughs> fire and wind we're pretty much loaded up on what we need now yeah Shit. yeah <laughs> there's a lot of 
what is it? Unmovable objects and a lot of <laughs> unstoppable forces going on around here. It's it's good time. Uh, the stimulating card reveals that you will feel incredibly motivated and excited to embark on a new path or a project. Mm. Hell yeah! Right after this nap. Right after the nap. <laughs> there will be much nappage. <laughs> cool. Uh, Crutched, do you ever uh, mess with tarot? You ever play with the cards? Uh, no, I'm completely out of the loop on this one. I'm kind of curious. Uh, what made you guys start using that as the kind of the opening to your show? What's what's the base, the history behind that? And the basis behind it? Well, uh, we both are, we both independently uh, respect tarot for uh, to a certain degree. I mean, we don't I don't really pull tarot to, to read myself, but I know people who do. And anytime I've I've had tarot read, it's it's pretty spot on, and uh, I really appreciate the history and the lore that goes with the, the craft of the whole thing and how many people are involved with it. I think there's a lot of goodness there. I think if you overlay the hero's journey on top of the uh, major suite, it really kind of coalesces the whole story together, and the cards are just kind of like picking up these moments that. Uh, I don't want to say tie into the ether, but they kind of tie into the ether uh, or whether you subconsciously are just drawing the cards that you need to see and making the connections. It's a, it's just a really subjective uh, form of, yeah, it's uh, almost like a Rorschach test. Yeah. And uh, just see what you want to see. The habit specifically came from uh, the past uh, musical that I was working on. I'd gotten into the habit of drawing a card for every show and, um, I mean, that's why we do the intermission. That's why I do this tarot card. I'm trying to bring things that I was doing in my old normal life and uh, introduce them here in like a fun, informative, and... Uh, Forces ways on all of us. Yes. Very much so. Yeah. It's a good time. And mostly, I just want to get back into the habit of uh, remembering what all the cards mean. So, what better way to practice? Hmm. Uh, if you would like to call 612-263-7999, you can scream like you just got eight mRNA vaccines back-to-back for Cretchid and let us know how that sounds. Yeah, it's not super painful. <laughs> I thought it was a little painful. Yeah, but it's not super painful, though. <laughs> I thought he said famously that it was. it's just super painful, as if that's supposed to make you feel better about it. I've, I don't know. We've heard it so many. To me, it, maybe it's been uh, Nelson Mandela into my head as, uh, well, you know, it's not, you know, super painful. That's I have that exact cadence going in my head all the time. Maybe, maybe you're picking up on what he wanted to say, but not what he actually, because I'm, I'm definitely of the mindset that he's like, yeah, it's super painful, but. Uh, well, hey, I believe it too. I'm going to dig for a clip here, but yeah. I'm pretty sure you said it's just super painful, as if that's... <laughs> as if that's of, better. Yeah. <laughs> it's just super painful. Top-tier sales pitch. He's one of the world's best salesmen. The great American businessman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things I love about the uh, NA community is that we have enough techie guys in here to just slander him all day. They'll go into the specifics on what he did. You know, oh, he stole this, he stole that. He just repackaged this, you know. Yeah, meanwhile, uh, I can go to Facebook and it's like, oh, my God, Bill Gates, he's just like, he's just like the man 
he like donates all this money and like who do you think you are for like questioning anything that he's got to say i used to think that about him. i used to think he was a charitable guy for like 10 years i thought his charity was great and then i looked into it and i was like oh crap this isn't a charity this is a hedge fund and a <laughs> philanthropic vehicle to motivate everything <laughs> uh education and medicine basically wake up and smell time. the sweet scent of pr yeah that's how it is yeah, anybody who sets up a system of that size to give away that much money uh clearly has some sort of 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 motivating factor behind it of course so and that's not to say if i had you know 40 billion dollars i wouldn't do the same thing no can't say that either in fact we just do it but for the other way, right? We'd probably do it to fight these guys. That would be the idea. Or maybe we'd just be one of them. You don't even sure, get to be I'm not sure what I'd do, but I certainly wouldn't go and like kill kids with polio vaccines in Kenya or whatever he was. Right. Yeah, he wouldn't bring back polio. God. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a douchebag. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or uh, personally stifle. I mean, every business in the world runs on, on Windows. Excel... All the you know, it's the most important software in the corporate world, and uh, he didn't get that way by accident. He crushed everybody doing that. <laughs> a lot of great innovations were destroyed on his watch. But anyway, Cretchen's on a show. Our big dumb mouth, obdm.com. Obdmpod.com. Obdmpod.com. Yeah, that, which makes. Not a whole lot of sense, but hey, it's Mike's domain. Uh, alternatively, ourbigdumbmouth.com. Um, so I, it's it's uh, it's Midnight Mike's show. I'm just there to make it worse. I don't know if I believe you on that. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to call bullshit, but we can we can revisit this if necessary. Uh, how long have you been involved? Uh, let's see. I well, tell you what, because I'm a super nerd, I have a spreadsheet with dates getting tracked on it. So let me bring that up. But no, um, so Mike started the show in 2006, I believe. He actually predates No Agenda for the No Agenda fans out there. Hey, um, So actually, he's coming up on episode uh, 1000 of OBDM, so we'll have to do something special for that. Um, it's later this year, but it's it's coming up, so something Hell to be yeah. aware of. Um, but the show's gone through several revisions. If you go back and listen to the early shows, it was, it was very kind of loose and very... Uh, um, uh, very free form, and it was Mike hanging out with his friends, and he's a lot of a lot of uh, bandmates who are in they're in different bands in the Ohio area, and um, then it kind of became more focused on uh, paranormal and conspiracy and UFOs and cryptids and things like that. And uh, you know, Mike's always described it, and I like the description. He described it as like he wants to do a cross between kind of Art Bell and Opie and Anthony. So I don't think anyone's come close to that yet. I think Mike maybe's come closest, but uh, it's it's so try to keep it fun, try to keep it light, but at the same time go into some some interesting topics and uh, that you wouldn't necessarily hear anywhere else. So uh, yeah, live uh, Wednesdays seven p.m. Eastern uh, and Saturdays noon Eastern um, every week, twice a week. Nice. You guys do Saturdays. Saturdays are. It's it's really cool when you commit to a Saturday show because there aren't an, enough of them, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's nice to kind of like get up in a haze and go get your coffee and smoke your morning cigarette, and then boom, it's time for OBDM. Mm. 
Yeah, and so I, I did just look it up because you asked the question, when did I start getting involved? I started listening. I started as a listener in mm, easily 2016, maybe 2017. No, it was earlier than that, maybe 2015, 2016. I specifically remember listening to a show where Mike came up with this theory. I think he posited it kind of in jest, but as we've talked about it more and more, it's something that's come up quite a few times that somehow that the, the, the Sasquatch are, are somehow involved potentially with the UFO sightings. Often you get a UFO sighting and you get a Sasquatch sighting kind of in the same area around the same time. And maybe the reason we can never find these damn Sasquatches are simply being used as, as enforcers or muscle for the, uh, the gray aliens who don't have a whole lot of physical capability behind them. So uh, I remember hearing that and laughing out loud as I was driving to work. And, you know, that, that must have been maybe late 2015, early 2016, somewhere in there. Um, I started uh, kind of just donating a little bit to the, to the show to um, show my, my support for it. Uh, then kept upping those as I was enjoying it more and more. I started posting live images in a Slack channel and then eventually in the Discord channel. So to kind of give a visual element to, uh, to Mike and to Joe and to Clown Baby. And then uh, we moved that to the live stream uh, and then eventually added a you know microphone and camera and all that and just kind of kept moving over. And then when uh, Joe was uh, kind of on hiatus last year, he went to uh, Mexico for a couple of months. Um, his husband lives in Mexico, so he's trying to figure that whole green card or whatever the thing is. I don't know. That's that's Joe's thing, but it's, it's tough to be across a border like that. Um, so I've been sitting in on the chair, basically keeping it warm for him. And, uh, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, it is fun. It's a super tight production. And uh, I fully blame Sir Sir Seat Sitter from Abs in a Six Pack for, uh, I, I don't know if there's like an equivalent for hitting hitting someone in the mouth or maybe um, abducting them and anally probing them. But the show, it, it took me... In the mouth. <laughs> in the mouth, yes. <laughs> uh but once I got onto the YouTube and I realized what it really entailed, I was sold. Like the moment that uh, Mike entered the OBDM bathroom, that specifically is the moment I was like, ah, shit. Okay, I'm here for this show. <laughs> yeah, that's been a relatively recent ad trying to do green screen work and, and some live video. We, we, that's been played within the past. And um, sometimes he had, he had one that was a Star Trek bridge and I would I would show up on the view screen uh, on the Star Trek bridge and, it, you know, trying to play with it a little bit i mean honestly we've seen a lot of capability especially in the last year or two for uh live streaming video production and audio production stuff becoming pretty accessible and pretty uh easy to do but and but at the same time it, it like you said it adds a little bit extra to what would ordinarily just be two guys talking about uh ufos or or, or whatever so it's it, it makes it more fun and i think it it, it keeps it keeps people interested uh it caught your eye and i think that that was that's kind of the the idea behind it no doubt, and it worked. And that's why I brought those clips to Misinformed Nation, <laughs> a show about audio podcasts, but I'm here to talk about the video. <laughs> well, to be fair, um, and, and, and I think it's always Mike's goal to ensure that the, the true product of OBDM of the show is the audio podcast. And we always try to drive people that because at a certain point, we're going to say something, we're going to do something, or without any warning, we're just going to get booted off of YouTube and all the, um, you know, we're on Twitch and DLive and float right. and all those things we're gonna get booted off of all of that for no reason i mean some some blue hair 23 year old with a uh degree in you know pan-asian gender studies is going to get upset at something you know, uh, i was and, one of those things last year i'll let you guess which one the, the blue hair the, 
degree in Pan-Asian gender studies? <laughs> you were Asian last year? Either, either one works. <laughs> um, well, you know, I, I always, I always can, you know, if that happens, I can always fall back on my, my uh, master's degree in uh, medieval Canadian music theory, um, which I paid $165,000 for. It's, uh, yeah, so I'm working three jobs at Starbucks to make that up. It's not going to happen. God damn. But, uh, anyway, so can you at least play an old instrument like a lute or something. No, you, I have no you, music ability. It doesn't mean I don't have a master's degree in it, but you know, like, well, cause that's, fair enough. that's the advantage of the modern education system. Um, <laughs> but anyway, the, 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 you know, to your earlier comment about, you know, video effects on a, on an audio podcast, OBDM is, is truly a audio first podcast. So the, the video is an added bonus. The video is kind of a fun thing for people on Wednesdays and Saturdays, but the, uh, the, the true product is the audio. Um, it, it has a much higher quality than the live stream. Um, uh, it, it's, it's, everything needs to be done in such a way that uh, it's still reflective if it's on an audio podcast. So if we're running video, often Mike or I will describe what you're seeing on screen uh, just so it does at least make sense to people who listen to it later. So. For sure. And there's a lot of sound beds that, uh, that go along with it that, I mean, just through and through, it's, it's you can tell that he takes time uh, I'm not sure how much you're involved with the creation of it um, as well, but just the playing off of it and building it up in our, in, in the, the listeners' heads, like, I don't know if you saw in the green room, but we have a trap door. That's where we keep our uh, one of our older co-hosts. He lives down there with a dead dog. Um, I don't really let him out much anymore. And there's, like, a pool in the green room. Uh, we just don't have any video, so... Most of the time, we're just talking about swimming, swimming laps in the green room and shit like that, but it's fun. It, it adds character to a space it really brings the listener in just like the smoker from uh the hog story show uh and i'm getting ready to be put down in the cellar myself i, I know my place i know what's coming you guys are gonna have to share the dog though uh, i can't just no nah, i'm not gonna run around collect dogs <laughs> things are getting expensive now huh boobs <laughs> <laughs> well uh <laughs> Notice we did skip the donation segment. <laughs> we did. We did. Just just to give them a shout out real quick. We're a value for value podcast. We operate in the value for value model, which means whatever you get out of our podcast, uh, we hope that you return to us, whether that be a phone call or an email or a clip or a dollar or two. Uh, it all goes to a good cause because we don't have any commercials and we're not going to get any commercials because just like Cretchett said, they'd put us away. Now canceled. How do you guys, uh, I guess, dodge the bullets of YouTube? Because your show does not pull any punches as far as the coverage for, especially things like the pandemic and what have you. Well, it's not so much dodging the bullet. Uh, That channel got demonetized a long time ago. So that was their first thing. We get copyright strikes all the time. Oh, gotcha. Um, we got a copyright strike from the the third of July show where Mike played a clip from Independence Day. And Independence we, Day, yeah. We talked about that for a few minutes, and even though that that clip was, uh, I think he said he sped it up by fifteen percent. They still caught it, flagged it, and then they didn't they didn't uh, delete that 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 show, but they did say any money you make on this one's going to go towards um, you know the copyright holder. And it's like, well, great, we you demonetized this like two or three years ago, so that's doesn't matter. But um, mm-hmm. to your to your question. Um, at times we will have to be circumspect about things that we do say Uh, for the longest time, even saying the word COVID or coronavirus or any of that was, was kind of like, you know, instant banning. But I think they've had to back off on that because you can't across the board 
um, do that. The um, So if you go back and listen to shows a year, year and a half ago, um, Mike would always say CV. That was his way of getting around it. And I would uh, say CV joint um, just to kind of play on that. But we're getting the same thing now with, with hydroxychloroquine. So you say HCQ or with ivermectin. I brought that up. And both Joe and Mike on the last show were pretty well convinced we were going to get banned for that one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough because at, the, at, at one point, right, on one side, I don't like being on YouTube or supporting their general kind of uh, shenanigans that they're doing and their, their, their massaging of, of information. But at the same time, they are by far the largest platform, even just to get the word out on things. So... It's where um, all the eyes are, for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. granted, OBDM's also been removed from the algorithms completely. So you can go watch hours and hours and hours of videos about UFO, Bigfoot, and Missing 411, and all that stuff, and OBDM will never get suggested to you, even though you would think logically it would. Um, so it's we've long since been removed from that, but um, you know, it's still the place where people are going to going to discover it. All the eyeballs are there, like you said. And also it's, it's the easiest people are the most comfortable with that if you say, here's a link to YouTube, everyone understands what that is. They, they either already have an account or they're familiar with it. They click the link and boom, they're watching the show mm. uh, as opposed to any of these alternate platforms where, I mean, I'll get links to them. Hey, check out this link. And you click it. And the first thing it does is like sign in with your account. Like, well, now you've already got like an extra step I have to do before mm. I can, um, before I can watch this, this video sort of thing. So it's a challenge. Um, I mean, I, I, I bring it up every now and then, but I think it's it's still an interesting statistic that the easy, and we, we mentioned it earlier on that, you know, about search engines, but the, the, the largest search engine in the world is clearly Google. The second largest search engine in the world is YouTube. It's not even a search engine, but based on search volume alone, it is the second largest search engine. Sure, that makes sense. So it's just, it's, there's so many uh, uh, eyeballs there that you kind of have to be there. But um, so no, I, I'm... You know, it's. I think you just have to be circumspect about topics, but I think you can still uh, delve into. I mean, you, you know, and 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 have an kind of a, an open and honest conversation on on topics that ordinarily would uh, you know get booted right off, but not yet. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Well, is the 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 problem of access the problem of promotion? I always find with something like YouTube, even in a perfect world, it'd be difficult to have anything go through because there's just so much material, there's so much content out there. It's it's difficult to parse through all of it and discover anything without having things being recommended to you or promoted or whatever through an algorithm. Yeah, it, I mean that's that's certainly a um, something to be aware of as well. The, uh, um, the the sheer amount, the sheer volume of of video or audio with the video backend or whatever on it that gets uploaded there. There's no way anybody can keep up with that. So I mean, all mm-hmm. all there, all the, the the administrative stuff clearly is all uh, automated, um, but at the sure. same time, you know, you'd think, well, then there's got to be a wealth of information out there I can find. But you'll notice that it's difficult to find things on certain topics. So they've got their their uh, algorithm stuff uh, down pretty pretty solid on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one thing I was pretty impressed about was the uh, Dan Rather clip that you had pulled about the World uh, Trade Center bombing back in the '90s, because mm-hmm. with as much shit that I've looked at over the years. Never seen that video. Never heard about it. Yeah. So here's some secrets about YouTube. Um, they're indexed not just by Google. So first of all, stop using Google as a search engine, just in general. Don't do that. But um, 
because Google will sit on results. And you see those memes posted all the time. Hey, I went here and I typed in, you know, is, you know, Trump a, and and this one, it says this. And on this one, it says this, ha ha ha. Um, Mm. But you see that all the time and they do go in and manually edit searches. Um, But you can still pull clips off of, off of um, YouTube because it gets indexed both by Bing and DuckDuckGo as well as I'm sure others. But uh, yeah, so use alternate search engines. You can still find clips out there that are buried way deep in the in the bowels of YouTube somewhere. Um, but if you go to do that exact same search on either Google or the YouTube search engine itself, it does not come up. So it's it's mm. worth doing. So I mean, there was that we did the uh, the report from sixty Minutes about the uh, the swine flu vaccine in nineteen seventy six. I think it was, and they did a report about how several people died and they canceled the. Uh, they canceled the vaccine rollout and all that stuff. And that's that was 60 minutes where, you know, they, today they wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole. But no, um, that video is still out there on, on YouTube. I actually so. think I have one of the old school commercials for it. <laughs> I wonder if I can find it. It's pretty funny. Yeah. That's a good point, though. I mean, just you can go back and see for yourself they have to get rid of that stuff because... The, the 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 normalization that's going on right now to use a, a, you know maybe an obscure phrase but I'm sure you know what I mean when I say that uh, normalization to just see how much things have changed in such a little amount of time but people don't even think that things have changed people don't acknowledge the change it, well, things yeah, have always when, been this way when change is gradual like that when change is was, is in small and gradual steps then you don't notice that all of a sudden it's you know it's the old uh, adage about throwing a frog in the boiling water, you just keep turning up slowly and slowly and slowly. And yeah. sure it's, it's too late. But if you, but if the you water throw it into water, it's already now. boiling, then, then he jumps right back out. So. Right. And the question is, how, how hot does the water have to be? How hard does it have to boil for you to realize that it's boiling? And people just don't, they won't look down. They won't acknowledge the, the problem, the real problems. Well, I, I think you, you, you kind of get things like that on occasion where, where someone will say something then immediately backpedal like the next day. And it's, you know, it's either like, okay, they either got a phone call or they, they got enough pushback that they realized that was, a, that was a little too much. That was a bridge too far. We have to, you know, take a step back on that one. So, yeah, I, I saw one thing. What was it today that uh, the, they said the, uh, the they're going to plan to have, um, you know, and it's no details on it yet, but they're going to plan to have have government representatives go door to door to let people know the vaccine is available. And I'm thinking that's, yeah. that's a good way for people to end up shot and it's not going to be the people at their, at their house. So that was Kamala that said that, uh, she said that, yeah, there's a clip out there. I could find it. Or <laughs> she says that we're going to have people go around door to door people's houses who haven't been vaccinated. That's terrifying. Yeah. And the, the larger question with that is where's that list come from? Because again, and I, I point this one out to people all the time, if you go, if, if you were one of the, the, the people who jumped in, you know, not jumped in line, but got in line early back in, you know, January, February, March sort of thing. If you remember, mm-hmm. they were doing these huge drive-in vaccine things. You know, they, they would take oh, yeah. over, a, you know, the county fairgrounds or an NFL stadium or something. And they would just have thousands and thousands of cars. And you would, you would pull up and there'd be somebody on each side and you'd roll down your, your windows and they'd, you know, uh, they'd give you your shot and they'd, they'd uh, um, write down the information and hand you your card and off you go. They weren't mm-hmm. tracking who those people were. So all these states who are now starting to do um, uh, drawings and things, if you read into them, what they're saying is, hey, yeah, sign up for a vaccine and you get entered in the drawing for, you know, free uh, season tickets to the Miami Dolphins or something, whatever they're doing, mm-hmm. I don't know. But they also it's an say- incentive. It's an incentive, yes. But they also say as part of that, or register that you've already got the vaccine. So the problem is uh. they, they rolled this out so quickly, they didn't track, they didn't 
closely track who got it and who didn't. Uh, you know, even, you know, as, as weird as it is, I mean, even Germany was a little more organized in the 1930s. Um, but you can tell at this point, they realized they, they didn't catch that. So like, I even get that through my giant corporation at work where they're, they're saying, Hey, you know, let us know you got vaccinated and also click here to show proof or, you know, upload your proof that you got vaccinated. We'll enter you for prizes. And you read about it. It's like, you know, get a new, uh, iPhone or something. I don't care. I'm not, you know, an iPhone to prove you've been vaccinated sort of thing. Um, which, but th- you know, what that means is if they, they talk about these programs, like we're going to start going door to door, which is one step away from we're going to start kicking down doors. But how did, where's that list come from? Are they getting a, a printout from the county? Is that list accurate? Is that, you know, is, is that list, um, uh, uh, does it actually, is it up to date? I mean, how much I've, I've lived here for years and I still get mail from people who lived here before I did sort of thing. How often does that happen? So you're telling me this same entity is now going to know who in each household has been, uh, has you know their 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 COVID vaccines up to date sort of thing. So, or is it a bluff to get people to, to well, get spooked to go out and get it? And they're yeah, not. maybe that too. But I think but, I, I think mean, it's going to have the opposite the effect. Assume. People are going to say like that's not going to spook them. They're going to like you're going to have a lot more people kind of getting lightly red pilled on that one. Oh sure. There's only one appropriate response, and <clears throat> I actually take this on a cue from Joe Biden. This is my boomstick. <laughs> I believe his quote was actually fire two blasts in the air. Oh, oh, sorry. It's, you know, he, he's got so many. Um, that was the guy who was the sporting goods clerk at S-Mart. Shop smart, shop S-Mart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if they want to go door to door, I just. Is there any point in trying to stop them like is it is it just going to be people are like oh okay yeah this is this is too far or are you going to see more people just double down it's like well you can't canvas this whole neighborhood by yourselves so let us help we want to be part of the solution there are stories every every 10 years about the the census and how there's always stories that the census people are going around and they just want to know how many people live in your house you know what their ages are that sort of thing very basic information but there's always stories about people uh, generally in more rural areas, but I think it happens in inner cities as well. As they're canvassing, people are taking pot shots at them uh, because generally people ne- don't necessarily need the government up in their business. So now not only is the government going to come around, but they're going to force you or heavily encourage you to uh, you know, take two shots of an experimental viral treatment or one shot, I guess. But Can you explain to me uh, if if you're familiar with any of the matter, what wh- where does the chemo actually come in? Because I I keep hearing about the uh, there was a doctor uh, not doctor he's in one of the vaccine documentaries. I'm blanking on his name, but uh, I, I remember last winter when uh, more and more information was coming out, a lot of folks were comparing the gene therapy to chemotherapy. Yeah, I'm not sure on the history on that one. It's, it is not chemotherapy. Chemotherapy is like we're going to dump a whole bunch of poison into you and in the hopes that it kills the cancer before it kills you. Mm-hmm. And that's why people look like they're the walking dead and they have, you know, uh, sallow, sunken skin and they lose all their hair and all this because, it, you know, it's killing them. It's just killing the cancer slightly faster in the hopes that once the cancer has gone, this person will recover. So I don't I, I don't know where the 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 relationship between 
chemo and or the the references i guess between chemotherapy and and the the covid especially i think what they're referring to specifically is the mrna vaccines right not the johnson and johnson right i think what they're saying is i think that the implication here is that like chemo in the sense you're trying to kill the cancer before it kills you this uh the mrna which i think you could probably argue would be gene therapy or at least some sort of of viral therapeutical it's not a vaccine by any stretch of the imagination until they redefined the word by the way which is um, what they've basically done but what, yeah. and, and after they did that i did go out and i bought a new book it's a uh, webster's unabridged dictionary from 1983 so it's like ah, it's got the old definition um <laughs> i also have a dictionary from 1929 which is fun to go through and read but oh nice oh man um I need one I, of those. I bought. I, I actually found that one. I found that one in, a, in an old building at work. But um, that one was fun when uh, when when Trump was elected years ago, and and that's when they were trying to turn nationalist into a bad word. And you go look up the word nationalist from the 1920s, and it was like somebody who's proud of their country. And it's like interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but I I think the 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 reference between mRNA and the chemotherapy has to do with the 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 way it it attacks the the virus you know it, it it the way it attacks the virus and it may also be doing damage to you so the hope is that it will tell your immune system it'll it'll train your immune system to fight off this uh this coronavirus uh type um invader before it you know sterilizes or kills you as we're seeing with the the, the younger kids who are taking it and they're getting the myocarditis and all that stuff so I, th- I think that's what they're getting at. But honestly, I, I don't know what the reference is. I, I, I bristle every time I hear somebody say that it's chemotherapy because it's, it's very different. It's, it's very much not. But right. I think maybe just in the larger sense that it's, it's doing, you know, it's a similar approach, um, but not quite as... as uh, it's not as extreme. As, I mean, anybody yeah, who's actually extreme, seen yeah. someone go through chemotherapy will know that it's an extreme process. And, yeah. No matter how bad the side effect for any vaccine is, it's never going to be as bad as that. Uh, anyway, so but yeah, there, there's certainly there's there's no shortage of bad news coming out about these 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 treatments. What was the one the other day? The um, the the head of the CDC, who you know, again, <laughs> came out and said, you know, hey, if we um uh if if we if we dramatically shorten the lives of thirty five or forty people, but we save one. Uh, then it's worth it. I was like, you're saying it's okay to kill, functionally kill, you know, a bunch of teenagers, because that's what we're seeing with like, the myocarditis. You're going to kill a bunch of teenagers in 30 years. So they're all going to die of heart failure in their late 30s, early 40s. That's okay because you saved grandma. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you saved one grandma. So hypothetically, hypothetically perhaps. Depending on you- how they do their numbers. And what was it this morning? I just dropped a thing into the, the Discord. I saw on the, this morning as I was trolling through the news. Uh, you have um, counties, big counties, Santa Clara County, California, come out and saying they had to reduce the number of people that died from COVID uh, by like 25% in their count. So I think you're going to start to see things, a lot of things like that. And you're going to have this, and maybe that's why there's such a big push to get these these vaccines out there now, get people, get both your shots, get it done now sort of thing, because they need it out there before the, the news kind of, uh, you know, becomes a little more, not necessarily positive, but less overtly negative, and, and all these side effects start stacking up. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they do you think they have a general idea of how long they have? You think they've done some research? Yeah, nine months. Yeah. I, okay. I think from, from long term rollout when it got to the, so I, a friend of mine um, uh, was in one of the early trials in North Carolina, and he got the, he got the, the Pfizer in September, he got it the day after Labor Day, September of last year. 
so he's my, he's my canary in the coal mine. Um, and he's a he's a runner, and you know he's in his late forties, sort of thing. He's a runner and and a, a healthy very guy. healthy guy. So when that guy kills over dead for no reason, that's that's my that's my canary in the coal sure. mine. But the, I th- my, honestly, I think it's nine months, and that's somewhat conspiratorially, maybe somewhat cynically, but I say nine months because we we saw and heard many of these um, stories about people having you know menstrual cycles were affected. Um, general sperm activity was affected. We, it's like massively mm-hmm. increased PSA numbers, which is generally a sign of decreasing fertility in men. And colon um, cancer, right? And colon cancer. Well, that's where the PSA comes from. So the, the, the prostate-specific antibody is related to prostate cancer, and then I think colon cancer is related to that. But yeah, it's in general, it's not good things related to reproductive systems in both men and women, uh, by which I mean men and women as identified in the Bible, not as identified by whatever you know flavor of yogurt you had today. Um, but I think I, I say nine months because when they got to, if you recall, the early rollout was, Hey, let's get everybody over 80 and then everybody over 70, then 60. And it was about mid March or so where they got to started to get into people in their forties, uh, in a lot of places. And that's where you're going to start to get into people who can still, um, you know, have kids, both men and women, either, you know, obviously at different ways, not the same person. Uh, but, Understood. um, but I think they have nine months. I think they have nine months or March, basically till the end of the year to get as many people in before you start seeing, and I hope it doesn't come to this, but to we start yeah. seeing if it's going to have dramatic effect in large numbers on, on people, you know, and kids getting born in, in December, January, February sort of thing. So that's, that's I think, their big push. And, and the, for the people who are 40, they'll have the power in 20 years to really do something about it if they end up being major long-term effects. <laughs> um, or, or something. I mean, it'll be interesting to see long-term. I mean, so a, a friend of mine, you know, he has two young kids who I think uh, two and four, two and five, something like that. And and we, you know, he dutifully went out and got his his uh, his uh, vaccine. And I made some comment about it. Uh, uh, and he said, well, you know, he, he wants to see at least three to five years of, of information before his kids get vaccinated. Sure. And I thought, yeah, that, that makes sense because you're a protective father. But at the same time, you went out and got vaccinated. So mm-hmm. you know, what the heck? Rules for thee? No, <laughs> it's, no I don't a compl- think it's, it's a complicated. I think it's more like that. That yes, it's, it's that, complicated. That push between, hey, they, we have to do it at work. Um, but yeah, at the same I got to do it for my job or because of my mm-hmm. wife or whatever. But I, I get to choose with this. You know, these three small people—they're my ultimate responsibility, and I don't have a lot of. Yeah, and that goes other. back to your 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 ancient prehistoric lizard brain that says I have to protect these two little creatures who are who are my responsibility and I'm not going to allow somebody to give them something I don't quite trust mm-hmm. um, but at the same time you know he'll roll up his sleeve to get it for himself so it's you know yeah you'll give certain privileges to your children you won't give yourself <laughs> that's that's very true uh, yeah I saw I read somewhere I think it was well the New York Times has been bumping out some really incredible articles. The first one being that I saw that really blew me away was that you can combine the the Pfizer and the AstraZeneca and it'll be even better, twice yeah, as good. I, I think that's one of the things that in general, if, if we take that to the general category, that's bothered me about this whole thing is the constant changing information. Yeah, so the same people no who consistency. Will, who will, yeah, the, the same people who without any consistency will yell at you about, uh, you got to follow the science. And it's like, you mean yesterday's science, today's science, the science tomorrow afternoon, the science tomorrow evening, which, which science are you following today? Because mm-hmm. yeah, if you recall early on, it was like, no, you have to do this. And you have, was it initially two weeks or two to three weeks? They had some, in 20 days, you have to get the second shot. And then now, now it's like, well, when, you know, in four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks, or, you know, mix and match. If you can find one, then just get that one. In fact, take three. It's just, 
How well, you're always going to follow sense? the money. You, I mean, with these studies, like for this specific one with the AstraZeneca and Pfizer combining that New York Times cited, they called it a British study, but you follow the funding, and it was Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and all their pals that funded it. I mean, it's how it is for all these studies. You follow it, you see the same names over and over and over again. And at that point, you know it's not science. It is a completely controlled information stream. It has to be rooted in an agenda. It could not be. Even with the most altruistic intentions possible, you couldn't accomplish it. And we've seen that these people aren't altruistic in any way, shape, or form. And and it's a lie about long-term effects, which I've seen articles on. They say, well, you know, studies show that there are no long-term effects. Well, how do you know? It hasn't mm-hmm. been a long-term yet. This thing's been around for less than two years. How well, can you say that there are no long-term effects? But on the flip side, you still have long COVID, so... <laughs> Yeah, that one that one amuses me is the people who I uh, to be blunt about it, the people who claim they have long COVID and have ongoing effects for months and months and months are the same people who haven't left their house in a year. And the same people who I'm, I'm probably going to piss off half your audience here, but the same people who are constantly complaining, they have migraines. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it, but migraines all the time. It's like mm-hmm. I know people who get legitimate no shit migraines you know, that is a, that puts you on your ass. You're getting those halos and stars and they are just, they are down for the day or two and sometimes require hospitalization. People who complain, I've got a migraine again. Oh, look, it's gone at seven o'clock sort of thing. No, 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 no. You're just, a, you know, you're just a wimp. So the the long COVID, I don't buy that at all. I, I had COVID as I've said several times, you can go Same. back and watch me on OBDM when I had COVID. I did an entire show. You couldn't even tell sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, if if somebody if they didn't tell me, you know, it's that old joke about the um, we have to get a vaccine for for something that's ninety nine point percent ninety nine point seven percent survival rate and something you have to be tested and know you have. If they didn't tell me I had COVID, I wouldn't know I had COVID. It was because I have had uh, colds and flus that are far worse than what I had. I had you know three or four days of kind of a, a rattly deep respiratory thing and it's kind of a light cough and occasionally a fever and that was it for like three or four days and that was it Mm -hmm. so i had something similar i had something for about two weeks that was very similar to that and it went away and i thought it was covid because it was right at the start of all of it and then every time i've gotten tested i've been negative (laughs) and i've been tested probably a dozen times now well, that's the thing now with the test is they say that um uh what what they're turning down the pcr numbers for people who have had the vaccine so because it it would test them positive Anyway, that way they can show the vaccines are successful. But, but then there's this argument that, well, if you've had it, you still need a vaccine because just because you have natural immunity to it, that's not good enough. And I was like, well, what yeah. if I, what if I just say I got that and I just you know mail forty dollars to Pfizer? Is that the same thing? Can we just call it even at that point? Because that's all you guys want. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really <laughs> good point. <laughs> can I just pay forty dollars to not take it? Yeah. Tell you what, here's forty for <laughs> Pfizer. Here's an extra twenty for you. Shut up about it. It's like the ad-free version of uh, you know some movie or Spotify service, but but at a higher level. Just just leave me alone here. You wanted fifty bucks out of me? There you go. <laughs> Take it. Fuck off. Well, it's all coming from your taxes anyway. That's the aggravating thing. They're like, it's free. It's like it's not free. I already paid for it. That's what bugs me about this. Is there's so much more than just greed going on here? If we're going to assume that this is what it, what we think it is. There has to be an element of, you know, it's a game for these people. They like doing this. It's it's fun. 
I think it's, it's there's definitely an element to that. I think it's it's let's see what we can get away with because these are the same people who are interested in Agenda Twenty One, Agenda Twenty Thirty, you know, all yeah. that stuff. They're, they're not the just same rich; they choose to participate in this sort of thing, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a, and it's the same people. So I think it's it's kind of like the, uh, the 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 French in the um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where they're you know they're joking with them about the the Holy Grail, and he's like, I, I told them we already got one. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> see what else we can tell them. All right, tell yeah. them they have to wear two masks. Make, Tony, go out and say they have to wear two masks. Do it. I'll give you 50 bucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. Know? And he does. And people are like, you know, and a lot of us go, what? No. And then but there's like that 20% of the people are like, uh, well, that didn't seem right, but okay. Mm. I was watching a, a program on Napoleon, and they say that one of the nastiest elements about Napoleon personally was that he really enjoyed the power that he had over people. And he really... Uh, humiliated a lot of people under his command not not in the military because he was a military guy but as an emperor in his private life he really got a kick out of making people do shit and he really was amused at how uh how easily you know a whole nation had accepted him as an emperor and totally uprooted this you know <laughs> this monarchy that had been around forever and ever uh and i i you never hear that about him but that's that's a part of it they really enjoy it it's it's fun yeah, I definitely think there's an aspect of that to it. It's it's the power brokers. It's the, the uh, the, the you know the, the the powers that be. Uh, it's Powers Booth himself. Um, you know, doing this stuff to see what they can get away with. And then when when you know maybe the scariest thing is uh, of this whole scenario is forty percent of the population showed, on average, forty percent of the U.S. population showed, they will do whatever they're told immediately and then turn right around and yell at you for not doing the same thing. Goddamn mm -hmm. straight, they will. It's a uh, it's a little disconcerting at times. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to think. It's, it's like, yeah. oh, all of my really good friends. I never imagined you to be boot stompers, but here we are. Yeah, I'm mean, some of the smartest people I know. Some of the the smartest engineers and consultants I know. I I, I deal a lot with engineers and architects and, and consultants and. You know, I'll be on these group calls with them, and and they'll make some comment about, well, I, I can't do that because if I go outside, I might die. And I'm like. What are you talking about? What, you know, what is going on in your life that you think this is an actual thing? But if you live inside that bubble and do everything you can to, to, to strengthen that bubble and never leave it, uh, then then it, it seems like it's a scary place to be. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I, the thing that that I find amusing right now is all this talking. You probably see the same things. These articles coming out about people who are nervous about the return to work and how are we going to do that and all these things and it's like at my job where i was where i am they um you know we we had to work from we were forced to work from home for about five weeks the last week in march through the first week in may of 2020 since may of 2020 i've been in the office every day i don't care it's fine like everybody in my entire team has been in the office every day because that we'd prefer that um mm -hmm. but then there's just talk about they'd be like how, how are we going to adapt to being back in the office? And I like oh my look God. at my watch and I'm like, yeah, I, I've been here for over a year. What do, what do you want? Mm -hmm. By the way, it's easy to park around here right now because there's nobody here. But <laughs> yeah, if you if you guys are going out, you to realize there's a lot of great parking and uh, not not a lot of lines. So, hey, you should enjoy it while it lasts. Because mm -hmm. I think that's that's over now. Now everybody's out and about and vaccinated it's i don't know it's, it's, it's still i mean I, I it's not something i paid attention to but if you go back to say two years ago a year ago you couldn't use that but two years ago i still think there's less traffic on the roads it seems like there's about 50 percent of what there should be yes i agree yeah 
So I think there's a lot of people who you're right, who will occasionally venture out to, you know, go do something on the weekends or. Well, I mean, just being in the usual uh, vacation spots, like, you know, let's say Vegas or Hawaii. I mean, those places are just, just being ruined right now. The, the crowds there are unbelievable. Uh, especially probably, this probably weekend. all wearing masks, right? Uh, no, I mean, I think that the big deal is that now you don't have to wear a mask. And where I'm at, which is a liberal hellhole, we don't have to wear masks anymore. Which, which liberal can, hellhole are you in? I live in the Bay Area. I live in the San Francisco okay. Bay Area. I and lived in, uh, I lived in Concord for a number of years. I live in Concord now. All right, then. There you go. Um, you're in L.A. now, right? No. No? Nowhere near L.A. Oh, and I don't mean to dox you if you don't want to share your, your location. <laughs> I saw currently, a picture. In the, currently in the Eastern time zone, we'll go with that. Okay, that's fair. Um, and here, I mean, starting probably about last week, there's a real, honest, noticeable effort. People are not wearing masks anymore. And that, that, half, that 55% that I think it is, that I always say it is, that actually don't, that think this is all a racket, but they don't have quite the majority to <laughs> overcome that 45%. They're, they're finally open, and they're finally not wearing the mask again. And it's such a huge, huge thing. Yeah, we, we, went, we went into an interesting thing back in, uh, oh, I don't know when it was. It was late May, maybe early June. I think it was late May. So I work for a big company, and, and they sent out this big thing about, we're requiring everyone to, to get vaccinated or you're fired. And that's, they didn't say it that bluntly, but that's literally what they said. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're sick of this. Get the vaccine or you're fired. And I'm like, I'm not sure you can do that. Um, but they went through it, and then it was clearly coordinated because then all the different VPs all sent out their, like, their personal message on why this is important and you must get vaccinated. And they, I saved all those emails, and the great thing about it was those emails were all like, you know, from the desk of the VP of whatever, and there was a, uh, in the name and they did a little signature. And I was like, great, now I've got your name on it. So if, if, this, if this is forced upon me and I need to name, name or the company a lawsuit, I can name you personally because even though the, the vaccine companies have immunity, and you might argue the larger corporate entity that I work for has may have immunity somehow. When people put their name on an email, that's a personal direction or you know direction from a person. So thus, I can name them personally. I even brought that up to, to my IT director about it, and I said, um, you know, I, he said, you know, make he he, he kind of was dancing around it because you can tell he's not comfortable with it. But he's kind of dancing around the requirement there when had to get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And and I asked for clarification. I said, are you telling me I must get vaccinated? And he said, well. Yeah. And I said, I need that in writing. He said, why? I said, because I need your name on that. And he looked at me and said, well, I'm not going to send you that email. I said, all right, then. So because <laughs> they're, they're recognizing that, wait a minute, all these people who just kind of throw their name on something, uh, that's actionable. That gives me a really good idea because I just went through something similar. Um, the company that I've been touring with for, fuck, seven years, six years, Everything's been shut down as far as shows are concerned. So all of the circles that I came from, everybody's been out of fucking work, stuck on their phones, stuck in the house, just watching the news, soaking it up, spitting back the, re- the fucking rhetoric. They want us to take the shot before we go back out on the road, and uh, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and And, like, the flip side to it is, these are union contracts, and it's the mm-hmm. unions working with the producers to, to fabricate these fucking guidelines. Well, we just got an email today out of nowhere. This, again, back to the kind of thing about the science. Um, we were told, like, you know, you have to get the vaccine. You also have to wear a mask, and I don't wear a mask at work either, but there you go. Um, 
what I, so here's what I, here's the way around wearing the mask is what I found is you get one of those dental bib things that you know the little thing that wear around your neck that yeah. clips onto a, to a dental bib, and you put your mask on that so you wear it around your neck so people see you with the mask, and they're like oh you're doing your part, but I don't actually wear the mask. Um, but we an email came out today like I was standing there talking to somebody in the hallway and you know the phones go you know ding you look at it and it was this thing from from the HR department saying hey effective effective immediately at like 11:14 a.m. effective immediately you no longer need to wear a mask if you've been fully vaccinated again they can't ask for proof and they can't require you to provide proof mm-hmm. um you know but so clearly i think somebody got to him from the standpoint of going guys you realize by doing all this, this, this is one of the things that can happen. And so when all these things start pivoting on a dime like that, clearly it's not medical. It's being used for political or other, other things, um, mm-hmm. other reasons. And when they, when they immediately turn around on something that for the last two years, they've been so adamant about yelling at you as you're, you're walking between buildings at work because you don't have a mask. You're like, I'm outside, you idiots. What do you, what do you want? They're like, put a mask on. <laughs> so they're so adamant about it. But now on a dime, it's like, oh, no, no, you don't need it anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. you morons. So I think I think we'll start to see a lot of that coming in the next, and it's going to take years. It's going to take five or ten years for a lot of this to shake out. But I think there'll be some monster lawsuits. I hope so, man. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, coming down from PTSD because people have been pistol whipped over the back of the head uh, with uh, misinformation. <laughs> well, there are a lot of red, there's a lot of red pilling going on as well. I think because it just drives people are driven to that point. You know, you can't just keep being abused like this over and over again. <coughs> I don't know. I thought there were going to be lawsuits in the beginning, and that never happened. Well, well give, it, give it time, I, I think it's, Yeah, I think you have to give it time. I think it's kind of like with the election. That's one that comes back as a talking point that, no, every, every one of these things was thrown out of court. No, not a single one was actually ever litigated. So I think it was the same thing with the uh, with anything related to COVID. They're like, we're just not going to litigate this now. You have a lot of judges and, and grand juries who just won't do it. Um but it doesn't mean it's not going to happen at some point. Then once you get a precedent, then you know, then it'll get appealed and back and forth. This can mm-hmm. take several years, but I think you'll start to see some big ones. I so I hope so. Do you guys have any interest in laughing at a Joe Biden clip, or always? Do you think we're a little Biden doubt? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was looking at some Biden clips today, and I really felt bad for the guy. This one, it, the- it, it it took me a second to realize <laughs> what sort of note he was actually trying to pull out. This is the one that you had posted earlier. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, should we give some context to it? it he, he, so he's visiting a northern Michigan cherry orchard. This is in the 3rd of July. And um, he was, I guess, you know, it's just one of those impromptu, hokey, let's go hang out at a little local business and I'll buy a pie and do a photo op thing. And... Uh, the cashier is always always buying something from the gift shop or something. They start fucking handing him phony baloney questions. They start asking him questions, and he, he gets so kerfluffled he pulls out his notes from his inside jacket pocket um, to answer these apparently random questions. Sure. <laughs> right now, sir. Yeah. Uh, with the most recent hack by the Russians. Would you say that this this means that... We're not that sure it's the Russians. Okay. With I, spot, gotten a, okay. I got a brief on the, as I was on the plane. That's why I was late getting off. I'm surprised he corrected that. I got, right. If it's not the Russians, mm-hmm. then who could it be? It's always the Russians. And he jumped in there right away. And it's like, it's interesting that he came out immediately and said, no, we're not sure it's the Russians. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Points for him on that. The collar is inside the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not necessarily Russians. That's uh, a sort of political move. Sorry, go ahead. And, uh... Would you like your receipt? Uh, I'll be in better shape to talk to you about it. Um, Never. After I've had my briefing. <laughs> Pulls out the note. I'll tell you what they sent me. Okay. Uh, Who's they? <laughs> tell you what they well, sent it's me. clear this guy isn't in charge of anything. <laughs> no shit. God, are you... There's no way to show this over uh, over audio, obviously, but there's a clip of him walking away from the shop and like back to the car, and he can barely fucking walk. So that's the one where he like, stops and looks at people, and then someone has to point for him to keep walking. That see, they're, they're walking in the orchard, so they're they're in this beautiful. No, this one he was leaving a building, and he like got confused which way he's supposed to be going, and he has the, the look like he doesn't know where he is, which probably because yeah. he doesn't. And someone like has to come over and point and gesture for him to keep going this way, sort of thing. He, he's in this orchard. He just stops walking. He's like with five people, and he just starts looking at the ground, and he just starts looking at the ground. He just look, and everyone's walking. They're like waiting for him, and he just stands there and looks at the ground for like ten seconds. Man, I uh, did feel bad. I was like, oh, this is kind of horrible. It's elder abuse, but that opinion right out the window. I, I just, I can't. It's, it's not. Not embarrassing. It's I'm almost aghast. Well, and then I remember who he is and what he's done, and he's right. certainly complicit in everything that's going on here. So, yeah, I mean, whether or not, not he's aware of it at the time, he's what they say a bad dude. He's what they call a bad dude. Uh, <laughs> he, he the plot twist. He was corn pop all along. <laughs> Joe Biden and his corn pop in a mask. That makes a lot more sense now. What was we that movie years ago that where like the guy was? Well, I guess there's been a bunch of ones like this, but the theme where the, he's talking about this track was he tracking on a serial killer or something, and it turns out it was like he had multiple personalities and he was the bad guy the entire time, sort of thing. But he didn't know it. Oh, was it split? Was it? Uh, I'm not sure off the top of my head. But that's that's kind of what he reminds me of. Is like the, all these stories about these different people. Maybe they're all in his head. Mm. <laughs> Well, for me, it's just the Scooby-Doo meme where Fred pulls off the mask and he goes, finally, the guy who drank all my beer. And he pulls off the mask and it's Fred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll finish this clip off. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, uh... The idea, first of all, we're not sure who it is for certain. Number one. And what I did, I directed the full resources of the, of the government to assist in a response if we determine what else you need. Oh, nothing. You're all set. What else okay. you need? And um, uh, the fact is that uh, I directed the intelligence community to give me a, a deep dive on what's happened, and I'll know better uh, tomorrow. And if it is, uh, either with the knowledge of and or consequence of Russia then that told Putin we will respond and uh, you didn't tell him already sir? No no I haven't called because we're not we're not certain the why, initial why is this, the why is this random clerk in an orchard asking government. tougher questions the entire White House press pool yeah because she didn't get the briefing yeah apparently uh, she wasn't read in 
Uh, there was no fax machine going off at 6 a.m. for her to uh, consult before she dares stepped out of line. So she's asking, asking like follow up questions and pointing. Well, did you, what, you know, what do you say? What are you doing about this? We do. Uh, uh, my he's, card doesn't have that information. There's no teleprompter. Yeah. What do I do? He's got to pull the card out to be like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, and well, the card. To be fair, the car he pulled out said uh, that he has nine of ten punches for his free subway sandwich. So <laughs> he's buying a couple sodas, you know, like, which is what he's, they're always catching him doing that. He's always getting an ice cream. He's getting some sodas. He's he getting likes some ice pie. cream. That attracts the kids. God, he's just always, he's always munching down on some sweets, man. It's not good. I'm assuming that's not a euphemism. I hope to God it's not. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, it, the most disturbing thing about Biden is that he replaced all of Coke's uh, Trump's Cokes in the fridge with orange Gatorades. This is the report that we've heard here uh, on Behind the Schemes. And orange Gatorades, I don't know if I can respect that. Um, yeah, orange it's got, Gatorades. It's got, it's got electrolytes. It's what plants crave. Yeah, but it tastes like shit, and there are better flavors. The orange is like the 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 most nondescript orange-tasting orange you've ever oranged, and you don't need that. It's yeah, like, orange Gatorade tastes like an orange popsicle that's melted and then you drink it. Yeah. An old otter pop. Mmm, that sounds delicious. No, it's not. Don't <laughs> do that. I think I, I think I want to wash my mouth out with some scream mills. Oh, yeah. And we've got a couple here. We can All do right. one or two of them. Real quick. <laughs> I think we have our new metal band singer. Ooh, that's a Joe 10 out of 10. in there in the wrong number. <laughs> that was Hunter after a binge. <laughs> Stop talking about my dad. Stop talking about me. <laughs> Whatever you see nice. on Twitter, <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> Delete those photos you have. Um, that was great. Great scream. Great scream. Thank you, Freak. And this one's a little bit longer. Oh, that's a good scream. Uh, go with the SpongeBob angle. Oh, this is old Chris. I hope you guys have a good show tonight. Love you, lavish. Love you, Booberry. Love you, Cretchen. Um, Blueberry, I would like you to correct the record for me that I, in fact, did not bring clips of myself to Misinformed Nation. I think we covered that. Uh, I need a record correction on that. Uh, I think you did. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to discorrect And you'll be, if you pick that for me, you'll be the next Judge Judy. I'll tell you what. Um, tell you what. I did have a question that I think you guys should talk about. Since, uh, I think, uh, like, if lizard people exist, do you guys think they are interdimensional or extraterrestrial are they physical beings on another planet or interdimensional beings that take over politicians thanks for taking my call you're on the air welcome <laughs> caller turn down your radio caller you're on the air you're no longer on the air caller it was bad radio <laughs> <laughs> so, to, so to answer uh, chris from tennessee number 14's question there um uh, i think the lizard people are uh, I don't know their initial origins. I think they've been on this planet longer than modern humans have been. I think they've been uh, directing things from behind the schemes for uh, thousands of years. 
I am also of this mindset currently. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I I kind of drift back back and forth. I mean, if there's the idea of a collective consciousness, what's the idea of a collective unconsciousness? And I think it's totally plausible that some sort of energy has figured out a way to hijack that unconscious, subconscious side and have their merry little way with it, whether that be an archon or a lizard person, I don't know. Mm. Um, But also, I think it would be kind of terrifying and fairly entertaining if it was actually terrestrial lizard people that live far beneath the crust in secret military underground bunkers. Uh, there's, I mean, there's, it's more likely <laughs> just from a, a weird perspective. I don't know if that's, if it makes sense when I say that, but well, it, I've it, said, on, I've said on OBDM many times, I like the, the general concept of the interdimensional stuff. I like that as a higher concept for how things are structured which can explain a lot as to why things can kind of show up in one place and and not not be immediately found. So mm. it's possible that there's, you know, multiple layers to our universe as we understand it and and that's where some of these, you know, wackadoo uh lizard creatures who are all part of the royal family and the pentaverit came from. Mm. And they have they have ways of communicating with them. I like the the ideas that the military uh has um Sec, uh, like sections where they do DMT to communicate with. I think this is an Alex Jones thing. They do DMT to communicate with, uh, you know, these other things, and they have a, a regimented way of being able to communicate with interdimensional beings through drugs. I love that. That who wouldn't love that as a as a story, huh? I mean, well, there great. was there was a movie what about ten or twelve years ago called "The Men Who Stare at Goats," which was about the military. It's like an actual no shit. This actually happened about. Mm. Um, they tried to use um, kind, kind of like the idea of, a, what was it called? Was it Project Stargate? Am I getting some of these mixed up? But like where they actually were trying to create like use psychic powers as kind of remote viewing. And, and you know, that's where, that's where I think a lot of this talk of DMT and seeing uh, entities and things comes from is like there's been government studies on is this a legit thing? And can we, or not even, not is it legit, but can we use this to our own purposes? Spy on the mm-hmm. Russians with it. Or whatever, you know. Or anyone. So, you know, it's, they did MK Ultra was the same idea. It's like, hey, if we get these people so whacked out, maybe we can like tap into that kind of like that lizard brain consciousness, mm-hmm. and then we can use it to spy on the. Russians. We are all the lizard people. Let's not forget. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. we each have a little bit of a lizard person in us. And if yes. anybody really wants to go into lizard people, go back and find the 1980s. It was a mini series, and then it was a TV series called V. Uh, which was about lizard people coming to the the earth because they needed to you know eat our eat our our uh, our, our our children and drink all our water. Mm. And that this is a thing that was on it was on NBC for God for months or years I don't remember but it was it's a it, it's a cult classic I haven't seen it yeah. but I've definitely heard of it. Oh, Michael, Michael Ironside's in it leading the resistance and stuff. It, it's it's oh, really interesting yeah. if you guys like any aspect of that stuff. Look up the original V from like Mark Singer who else was in that one but. Um, 1983, 84, there was like two miniseries. There was V and then V, the final battle. And there was a TV series afterwards, but it's, it's really interesting mm. and it's all about lizard people. So we should add that to the uh, watch list for sure. It's um, already been added. Nice. I did realize I forgot to play the scream mail promo and it's so fantastic. I, I like to try and get it in every episode. Who told you who was behind the schemes? But you'll never 
never know who's behind the screens. Call our creep phone now and leave a screen mail. We'll play it on the show. 612-263-SEXY. 612-263-SXXY. That's 612-263-7999. That's right. If you call 612-263-7999, you can ask questions just like Sir Sir Seat Sitter asked us about lizard people. Mm. Um, I did want to pick your brains really quick. Uh, do we feel like we want to do an intermission? Uh, do y'all want to uh, take a break, stretch your legs, get a drink? Uh, or do we just want to continue plowing through? Uh, do we have the set? Inter- how long is the intermission? Like 10 minutes? It's a, it's on the longer side. It's like 11, 11 and a half. About 10, 11 minutes. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, go- I'm good to just keep going. I mean, I don't. Okay. Do, do we have a hard out here at a certain point? Uh, trying to wrap it before bowl after bowl, bowl after bowl dot com, uh, which before starts seven. Like, yeah, which is like uh, like nine fifteen central time. Okay. Oh, I mean, yeah, ish. Right. Um, well, let's uh, let's just continue through because I've got two sets of clips um, that I wanted to poke through, and both of them happen to kind of touch on a lot of the same shit that we've been talking about. The first set comes from, and this is a non-spoiler uh, series of clips, but it comes from Joe Rogan's uh, podcast with Adam Curry that debuted today. Now, is that available to anybody, or do you have to be like a Spotify person? You can find it, uh, but well, it is I mean, a it's not. It's, was it last year he switched over to be like only on Spotify? Correct. Yeah. yeah. If you want the real thing, you have to find it on Spotify. But you're saying it's it's available to to track down on uh, on legitimate streaming website uh, of of podcast.com. Yes, very legal ways, very legal yeah. ways to listen. There are to a lot this. of legal ways to find it. Yeah, yeah. And the Spotify player uh, that was the first time I'd actually watched it with uh, with the new Rogan switchover. Don't like it. <laughs> it's it's kind of spotty. Unresponsive. It's just well, the ugh. audio or the video element. I, I I never until Rogan did I even realize that Spotify had like a video player. And some and, of their uh, fucking songs will have little music. I mean, it's not really much different from the short videos that I've been making for the show. I just mm-hmm. don't like it because it's Spotify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Uh, but this is uh, Rogan and Curry. They're reading through a list of tweets. It's uh, 20 things I learned during the pandemic by the musician Zuby, who I'm not familiar with. I, I, I believe he's hip-hop. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but they're reading through this list, and I thought it hit a lot of really succinct bullet points that just uh, knock everything out of the park. 20 things I've learned or had confirmed about humanity during the pandemic. One, most people would rather be in the majority than be right. That's true. Right, ding, ding, ding. That's really good. Right. Two, at least 20% of the population has strong authoritarian tendencies, which will emerge under the right conditions. You Bam. just saw that. That's exactly what we're talking Three, mm-hmm. fear of death is only rivaled by the fear of social disapproval. The That's latter could be stronger. Uh, Bam. Right. Bam, Amazing. right? Amazing. Yep. Brilliant. Four, Propaganda is just as effective in the modern day as it was 100 years ago. Access to limited information has not made the average person any wiser. It's made propaganda easier. This is so good. Mm-hmm. Five, anything and everything can and will be politicized by the media, government, and those who trust them. Perfect. Six, many politicians and large corporations will gladly sacrifice human lives if it is conducive to their political and financial aspirations. 
No arguments here. <laughs> Seven, most people believe the government acts in the best interest of the people, even many who are vocal critics of the government. Yep. There's probably a lot, a lot of truth in that. Eight, once they have made up their mind, most people would rather, rather to commit to being wrong than admit they were wrong. I think he put it too in there. He said, would yeah. rather commit to, to being, being wrong, wrong than admit they were wrong. Than admit they're wrong, right. Um, nine, humans can be trained and conditioned quickly and relatively easily to significantly alter their behaviors for better or worse. True. Mm -hmm. Ten, when sufficiently frightened, most people will not only accept authoritarianism, but demand it. I thought I wrapped everything up fairly nice there. If you guys have any opinions or if you're like, oh, yeah, we all know this. Yeah, I, f I found that same um, thing a couple of days ago, and I just dropped that into the Discord for anybody in there. Um, because, yeah, it's, it's a good list. So I guess Zuby is a, I'm not familiar with him either, but I guess he's a, um, a, a British musician and has been dropping truth bombs on people for a couple of years. Mm. So. Um, but yeah, I, th I think we saw a lot. Of, I mean, one of those ones that they brought up was that uh, I can't remember how they phrased it. I should open up this same image and look at it. But we talked about like 40% of the people will immediately do whatever they're told and then turn around and yell at you for not doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think they listed, the, I think the number they used was 20%. I think that's low. I think it's higher than that. For sure. Yeah, 20% I mean, is what they say. These are the same people who, who don't feel safe leaving their house without their mask. And they talk about, oh, I've, I've already had my two vaccines, but I'm still going to wear the mask because I feel safer with it. And I'm like, holy crap, people. I, mm. I felt relieved. I felt powerful after I got the injection. I, I felt, felt liberated. <laughs> I felt liberated and invincible, but I, didn't, I still didn't leave my house. And I still wear a mask everywhere I go. Or two. Well, but there's even the more casual people, not not this extreme caricature that we may talk about, which does exist, and it exists in spades, but there's even the more casual person who maybe doesn't double mask or isn't a psycho, but they will judge you if you don't get vaccinated or if you don't do certain things. You know, they'll question, well, why, why wouldn't you get vaccinated? And they're, they're not hardcore about it, but to them it just is so casual and it's just so... They never had That's to a good think point. about there's it a, There's a lot of people who just like, when they're told like, hey, get the vaccine, like, okay. And like, well, okay. when you say you didn't, they're like, well, why, why not? I mean, I was told to get it, so I got it. So why didn't everyone's why getting get that? it? Yeah. How, come, how come you don't have to do what you're told? Yeah, and there's there's almost a, there's that sense of spite. There's a sense of ostracization, uh, just like, well, what makes you so special? Why do you think you're smarter than the doctors and me and all these people? Well, it's it's like, and then you tell them that you know, all, you, you start blowing their minds with like, hey, you know stop signs are you know are optional uh the ducks <laughs> in the park are free you know just you know, all, and, and the elites like, don't want you to know that yeah. i have 456 ducks at home listen <laughs> <laughs> <it>, people <laughs> i'm gonna go to the lake right now i'm gonna take myself make myself a hot dinner so but but you're right there's a lot of people who just like that well, they said to do it so i did it why, why didn't you do it you know what you know mm -hmm. and then I saw a comment the other day. Um, I don't know if I can dig it up again, but it says something like, um, the longer I go without having gotten a, a vaccine, the better I feel about my decision. Because the, the news yes. that's coming out is not, it's only on one side and it's not on the, the, what the, the, on the positive side in the sense where they would, they would prefer it that way. It's not like VAERS is going to stop climbing any point, too, unless they shut it down, I suppose. Or well, It's not going to be easier to contain the lie, and it is a lie. Well, and there's there's one that came out today that said something um, like, uh, 
the the Pfizer and Moderna Moderna vaccines are not as effective on the the Delta variant sort of thing. It's like, well, yeah, of course, when a study like that comes out, because the only solution is get a booster. That study is like that's that's rock solid science. But when you're like, well, where's the study saying it's effective on the other ones? Like, shut up, look over there. They don't get the funding. They don't. That's not the person who's paying people today. Today, it's the booster guy. That's the guy with the pocket the pocketbook. And people just don't get that, or you know, they just they just assume that that things are just will work out and everybody's a good person and it's great. Everything's great. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think Adam uh, <laughs> really appreciated the next one. You can kind of hear it and hear it in the tone of his voice, but uh, he finishes off the list. Shall I do the the second ten for you, Joe? Sure. All right. Eleven people who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. Lab leak mm-hmm. theory. Perfect. True. 12. Most people value safety and security more than freedom and liberty, even if said safety is merely an illusion. Well, that's an old Perfect. one. We all know that one. Uh, 13. Uh, hedonic adaption occurs in both directions, and once inertia sets in, it is difficult to get people back to normal. Fucking A, right? Fucking A. 14. A significant percentage of people thoroughly enjoy being subjugated. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to put a percentage on that. Yeah. 15, the science has evolved into a secular pseudo-religion for millions of people in the West. This mm. religion has little to do with science itself. Nailed it. 16, most people care more about looking like they are doing the right thing rather than actually doing the right thing. Hello. Yeah. 17, politics, the media, science, and the healthcare industries are all corrupt to varying degrees. Scientists and doctors can be bought as easily as politicians. Mm. I agree with that. 100%. 18, if you make people comfortable enough, they will not revolt. You can keep millions docile as you strip their rights by giving them money, food, and entertainment. Give them bread and circus. It Mm. goes back to the Romans. Uh, 19, modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes to defending their own freedoms from government overreach. Mm-hmm. Let me just let me just look at that again. Modern people are overly complacent and lack vigilance when it comes. Yes, I think people are very very yeah. poor at defending their own yeah. freedoms. And twenty, it is easier to fool a person than to convince them they have been fooled. And the reason I dung the bell is the first song that we started the show off with was like I don't want to look like a Trump supporter, so I'm still wearing my mask out in public. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's all which optics. really is the main motivator. That's the main motivator is you don't want to you don't want to look like an idiot. <laughs> or because people treat you like an idiot. And there is a uh, 21st bonus thought. Um, most people are fairly compassionate and have good intentions. In parentheses, this is good. So kind of ends on a positive note. But Well, uh, that, that's only the first half of his bonus That's only thought. the first half. It's, yeah, this is, this is bad. Follows. It says uh, people use that, that inclination to be manipulated, and they don't understand that there are people in the world that don't have that, that same motivation to be good. Or are you but on his actual Twitter? Maybe I should have went there. Well, I'm just, I remember the quote. Yeah, so here's the quote. I, I, like I said, I, I dug it up. Um, so most people are fairly compassionate and have good intentions. This is good. That's a Simpsons reference. Um, as a result, most people, deep, most people deeply struggle to understand that some people, including our leaders, quote unquote, can have malicious or perverse intentions. This is bad. So what he's saying there is, in general, people are, compassionate and good people but the problem with that is they can't understand then that the leaders or the elites would have 
uh, bad intentions. They're like, well, why would they do that? They no, they wouldn't lie to us. It could never happen. Right. And if they would, then they'd get in trouble, and we'd vote them out. And yeah. Well, it's yeah. What's the uh, the thing? The, uh, the 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 Holocaust could never happen again. Too many people would would uh, would not allow it. We'd we'd see it happening. It's like, well, first of all, it's going on right now in China, right. and and secondly, uh, it sounds like about forty percent of you would put on the brown shirt and march people onto train cars. So. I'd be a little less cavalier about making declarations like that. Did you know say, that? Oh, sorry, go ahead. Did you know that Disney is renaming Boba Fett's ship the Uyghur One? <laughs> <laughs> I did hear about them changing Slave One to something else. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be called uh, Rainbow Unicorn uh, Number One <laughs> or something. So the Magic Ship One. Uh, I did yeah. like uh, the the one that Adam started reading there, um, which was that people who are dismissed as conspiracy theorists are often well-researched and simply ahead of the mainstream narrative. And you guys had Flat Earth Dave on several weeks ago, and he said, how did he phrase it? What's the difference between a conspiracy theory and a fact? And he said about six months. For sure. Until so, and I think we're seeing that a lot with a lot of things. I don't know if it's six months across the board, but in general, a lot of things that are for years, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. That never happened. And then, whoops. You know, What's what happened with Epstein? Epstein, I remember discovering Epstein in 2008 when he was had his first major indictment. And, you know, it took, how long did that take? Six years, seven years? And now he's a household name. There's nobody who doesn't know Jeffrey Epstein's name now. I think there's a lot of people years, who still don't because they're they're that sheltered. But Well, right. of course. But, but, you know, my grandma knows about him. Like, that's crazy to me. And she she's watched documentaries about, you know, his crimes. Whereas back when I discovered him and I learned about this shit, I was like, nobody is ever going to believe that this guy is involved with this major elite, you know, sex trafficking situation, all this stuff. And then once it gets out, of course, he, he you know, quote, unquote, commits suicide in the most fantastical, unrealistic way ever. And, uh, and it just snowballs from there. By throwing himself into a lawn tractor? By hanging himself with toilet paper from his toilet or whatever the fuck, and all the yeah. cameras broke and all the guards. I thought, I thought were it was the, the 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 paper sheets or something from his bed or whatever. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> also, a large sheet of toilet paper. Let's be realistic. <laughs> Not much difference there, but but you're it really right. Isn't. If you look at some some longer ones, you look at like nine eleven. That stuff is still kind of dripping out there with the twenty eight pages and the fact that oh, God. Israel knew about it and uh, and Saudi Arabia was directly funding it and you know all these weird shenanigans that they people have were talking about for years. It. It's incredible, yeah. But it's stuff we've been talking about for years, and now it's mm-hmm. like it's coming out, sort of thing, and you know it's. There's there's a lot of that stuff out there that things were oh that's a conspiracy theory. that never happened and then it turns out you know it, it kind of did so well because most of the time people just don't accept it the truth is out there you if you if you have the stomach for it and you look for it you can find it and it's not you got to parse through a lot of bullshit a lot of the time but you can find a lot of truth out there and it's not and easy to swallow uh, it's not and a lot of the time actually especially once you you hit that fucking Epstein vein it it. It takes a, a severely, like, not mentally it's healthy... disturbing. Yeah, I mean, just to sit there and pour over and, and just continually be shocked at, like, that so many people just keep falling into these nets, whether they were intentional or unintentional, blackmailed, or were totally complicit. Who knows, but... It's, Whatever it's, the system is, it's real. Yeah. Um, 
I do want to take it back to lizard people for a minute because I learned something super fucking fascinating. And uh, do you know what the percentage or what the number of people, what that percentage is that believes in lizard people? The, like a, a number or a percentage? You, uh, sorry, what's uh, what's the percentage? of the, Believe in some sort of lizard people species? I don't know, uh, 20%, 25%. Well, I think the number might actually surprise you. Scientists and politicians have both condemned Ike and denounced the theory, and he finally made Twitter run out of patience in 2020 when he claimed that the COVID-19 pandemic was caused not by a virus, but by 5G cell towers. So he's probably just a niche conspiracy theorist, and the lizard people theory isn't very popular, right? Wrong. Despite no real evidence for the theory, it has a surprisingly large following numbering in the millions in the United States alone. A recent poll indicated that 4% of American adults believe there's truth to the theory, which might not sound like much, but it comes out to over 12 million believers. These believers may not get much mainstream attention, but they communicate actively on the internet, even sharing their beliefs on how to supposedly spot these imposters among us. That's more than four times the amount of people that have passed away from COVID and COVID reporting over the past year. It's more than four times the amount of people who voted for Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) Way more than four. I think that number's low, 4%, honestly. Depending on, I'd be curious. It's, again, one of these things. I'd like to to see how was that question asked Mm. because I think depending on how you ask that question, you get different numbers. I think people, I think a lot of people out there, a lot more than that will entertain some of these, these, what you would consider non-mainstream or outlandish theories. I've just seen a cartoon about it. It was like, uh, we just did a study on whether or not people like to do studies. And we asked them the question by, hey, do you want to participate in a study? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bowling bias. D- depending on how they, depending on how a question is asked uh, and who you ask of it, you know, CNN is notorious for that when they do those like man on the street interviews. It's like, well, first of all, you're in, you're in New York, in downtown in Manhattan, which has a, has a significant bias there, but then you're you're asking people right outside the CNN office. It's like how many people, how many of those people are shills for CNN or work at CNN, mm-hmm. and like on their lunch break, they're like I tell you what, let's go out to the plaza during lunch and ask people like how many of them work in your building. So CNN's the worst too these days when it comes to that sort of thing. They just push all, all kinds of bullshit all day long. Ugh. They're like the Fox News of the liberals. Telling you the greatest thing I the one of the greatest things I've ever done was canceling TV service in 2011. Is there one service or one uh, news publication that you think takes the reigning title for worst piece of shit journalism wannabe? Uh, that you know that's tough. That there that would be a, a an eight way cage match. Um, <laughs> that's hot. I I have trouble even like if I'm you know if if you catch regular mainstream one of the three big networks news and then you, you watch the commercial break and it's wall-to-wall pharmaceutical companies um you know it's 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 really disgusting when you see stuff like that so as far as somebody just spinning straight up you know false falsities and half truths and whatnot um i would think probably msnbc is going to be the worst one out there but they they have basically gone so f- they've leaned hard into it so i guess to their credit they're like screw it we're going all the way um, <laughs> go broke or go home <laughs> yeah i mean it, but you know they, they lean into that and then they they even in their um uh i guess were they in some sort of suit with was it tucker carlson or some there was some sort of pissing match going on somewhere and they no it was a different suit i'm trying to remember who who called them out on it but they were getting sued for libel i think it was and um I guess maybe technically slander if it's on on television, but 
they were getting sued, and uh, I think it was it was like One American News or somebody uh, sued them because they, they yeah that's what it was. They said it was uh, they called I think it was One American News. They called them literally Russian propaganda, uh, and so they sued based on that. Um, mm. And they're they're kind of winning their court case on it because MSNBC said, well, you know, we're not actually news; we're entertainment, and nobody takes us seriously. I, I remember like, well, this. Yeah. I, I like, unfortunately, millions of people do take you seriously, and you know, sit on the edge of their seats every time you're yakking about something. But um, I think they just lean the hardest into it. So I think I think the ones I don't like are the you know the the quote unquote the mainstream the 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 big three ABC CBS NBC who are just you know clearly um, pushing whatever state propaganda comes out. And you know it, it, we saw it for four years; it was all anti-Trump, and now it's all like, look how great you know. Um, uh, dear leader Biden is. I mean, here's a guy who can't remember the question was asked as he was quoting, you know, as he was trying to buy what cherries at a fake cherry stand or <laughs> whatever was going on there. Yeah. But no one's going to complain about. Oh, look at oh yeah yeah he answered a question. Well, you we still we still normal. We still have the whole uh, roach debacle, which I just oh, I can't get that out of my head. It's the most egregious thing of all it, it would have destroyed the career of any other politician at any other point in time and uh, and to, to have something like that especially at this time where there's such a hypersensitivity to race and identity politics is just further evidence that it's that's not what it's really about it's, it's all for show it's all optics it's all like how much of a part of the solution i am uh, and uh, i just i won't pay attention I won't heed any warnings. I won't listen to this come out of these people's mouths. No, I, I'll just, it's all excuses. It's all, uh, it's infuriating. <laughs> Even just with what we said about what him starting off and just being like, well, it's not the Russians. Just the fact that he could even do that. And we're all like, wow, we were impressed. Right. Like it's just, it, the bar is so low now. <laughs> Well, this man I, is the I, president I, of the United States. So we're just like, I find that particular line of thinking that any anything bad is clearly Russia. You know, they, they've tried that for years. What's the old the, the meme from uh, the Brady Bunch? You know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Now it's Russia, Russia, sure. Russia. But for years, we were told that the best, and we were seeing it over and over, like the best hackers and the best like computer penetration uh, folks were coming out of of the Asia. Great bear. Yeah. Um, but now all of a sudden, no, no, it's Russia. They, they never mention it's, it's never China. It can never, ever, ever be China. And the only times I've had systems at work hacked, it's, it's been by China both times. Um, so that's, mm -hmm. you know, hundred percent for, for, uh, in my experience, and that's as good as anybody else's apparently. But now like the minute, the minute anything bad happens, they're like, well, how was Russia involved? It's like, but uh, where is this coming China's from? China's obviously the bigger threat. I mean, oh, you yeah, have to yeah. look but, at the but two countries. We can't countries say bad things them. about them because we have too many trade deals and, Biden's in with them, you know, really deep. So all that everyone is the corporations are, I mean, sports and real oh, estate yeah, and everything. The whole country but, is at the fucking chain and ball of, of China right now. So to your comment, I think it's, yeah, I think we were all surprised when Biden came out and they said, because the lady said something, how did she phrase it? So when Russia hacked and he said, well, we don't know it was Russia. Was mm -hmm. like, Whoa, that was, that's like the, a, a bit of honesty from him there. Right. But just to even have that, you know, I almost wonder if he only said that because like, wow. he was told that it wasn't Russia. Yeah. You know, he knows who it was, and maybe that was the reason why he'd be like, "I got, I got to go find, I got to go." They're going to debrief me tomorrow on it, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. 
I'm going to drop a piece of show art that I did for no legend. <laughs> it just made me think about it. <laughs> drop that bad boy into the chats. Oh boy. Here we go. I would say it's one of my finest pieces. Hmm. Looks like chewing gum. Yeah. Yeah. It does kind of look like chewing gum. Like bazooka Joe there. Yeah. Chew bubble gum and give reach arounds. Hmm. Is that Bill Gates? Because <laughs> it sounded like him. Well, Booberry has some goddamn common courtesy, doesn't he? We have a uh, Mr. Gates on speed dial for the show. Legal, yes. legal. That, that drop us. until the last phrase, doesn't he? Still, it sounds like Gates. If you like, just the first half of that drop. Well, we're proud to say we know the richest man in the world, according to Forbes, and. Uh, you know. Did he be, did he like to overtake Bezos again? Well, I suppose it's Elon now, isn't it? I don't know. But yeah, uh, you can. <laughs> you know. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who knows? I just I'm I'm partially just over giving any of those dudes any attention. Like I've never been a big Elon guy. Uh, I don't like. Bezos, I don't want to see Amazon ever unionize, which is a radical, hateful rhetoric, I suppose. I just don't want to see more people work for them, especially when you look at the like job transfer rate that they had last year. Hired some 400,000 new employees or whatever ridiculous number it was. Yeah, but they're, those, I mean, those are all just like their drivers and warehouse workers and stuff. I, I, I understand that, but at the same point, I, do, I just, to me, it's, it, it feels like it would be uh, some combo of uh, Amazon, Google, that would manifest Satan on Earth through artificial intelligence, essentially, and it's lizard people driving the machine. In fact, was it was it today or this weekend that it came out that um, that big contract that um, Microsoft had gotten from the Department of Defense like two years ago, three years ago, and then they then Amazon called foul on it and had to like get put on hold and they litigated it back and forth and then the uh department of defense came back and said no after again reviewing it microsoft still has the better bid we're going with microsoft and they just shut down the whole program because of these two guys pissing and moaning because they want to be in charge of this this thing but it, it makes you ask questions like why is amazon and microsoft going to be creating ai systems for the for the defense department you know we keep hearing about these damn skynet things from movies from years ago and you guys keep trying to build it knock it off mm. They want it. Um, maybe it's the a or maybe it's the artificial intelligence trying to manifest itself by reaching back through through history and like putting the pieces in place because it already exists. So now it's got to go back in time to create itself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's being funded by China because they just can't wait to steal it once America develops it. Well, the scary thing is, what's that company in? Um in Boston, the Boston Robotics or whatever. Oh those, those God, like, yeah, Boston the, Dynamics. Yeah. Boston no, Dynamics. The, the, the dogs, yeah. The crazy, like, w like the 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 ones that can stand up and run around and jump over stairs and all sorts of stuff. It's like they're getting when, very scary now. <laughs> yeah, when very, Amazon very buys scary. them and then creates Skynet and then puts it in charge of those robots and like they're now those guys are one step away from like arming them. Like, well, we've taught it how to fire a shotgun. It's like, all right, yeah. Whoever came up with that plan needs to just be pitched out the window because it's this is not going to end well. We've also programmed it to only shoot people in the legs. Yeah. 
<laughs> shoot him in the leg, which is illegal in almost any state. You shoot somebody in the leg, you go to jail, regardless of the crime that person was attempting to commit. But it won't be attempted murder. No, well, yeah, that's well. Your only defense, if involved in a shooting, in most in most states, your only defense is you are in mortal danger. It's the only reason you drew a weapon. The only reason you draw a weapon is to use it. The only reason you use it because you're in mortal danger. It's you or him. Um, but if you if you then say no, but I aimed to shoot him in the leg because I just wanted to wound him. Well, then clearly you weren't in mortal danger. Thus, you didn't need to draw your weapon. Thus, you go to jail. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that whole you know fire two blasts outside the house. Uh, Thank you, Chris. I see that in there. Um, the, the, you know, just buy a shotgun, just shoot him in the leg. It's like, this is all bad advice. One way or another, you're going to jail, and one way or another, the judge is going to have uh, the final say on, on what happens to your ass. Because that, that judge has been to Epstein's Island. <laughs> or the judge is just, a, just another guy or gal who's having another day, and you're just another fucking guy in court. And that's just how it works. That's really what the justice system is for most people. <laughs> well, you got these activist judges who are like overturning, you know, no, you can't do that. What I think is this. It's like, that's not how this works. Oh, yeah. You got your Soros pony soldiers. You've got your, uh, your DAs and your major liberal centers. Yeah. Yeah. But that's only if you do the Antifa thing. Ugh, that was one point that uh, they spent... Not a huge chunk of time, but they definitely covered the topic of uh, Antifa and the recent um, spa controversy in, I think it was Los Angeles, and the, there was, like, protest and counter-protest and naturally people beating other people across the side of the face with skateboards, which you, you just can't, can't stop watching that shit. Uh, at least, you know, that's why I guess everybody's got their camera out filming everything there. Well, there was one the other day, I, I think it was in Los Angeles, I guess, where the Antifa people are again out in the street, you know, stopping traffic and yelling at people and throwing things at their cars and all sorts of things, trying to trying to escalate. There was police standing there, quote unquote, watching. Um, uh, somebody got out of their car and I think he, he smacked one of the Antifa people and the police went over and arrested him. Now, whether they arrested that person for for his own safety to, to, to de-escalate and get him out of there, but... You know, why are they not arresting the other people all standing around wearing masks, you know, wearing the, the Antifa masks and all their dark clothes, attacking people's cars and getting out in the street and and um, uh, and hitting people as they get out of their cars. You know, if, if you do that, if you and I go do that and stay in the street and start hitting cars going by, we go to jail. Um, but these guys do it and it's like, nah, it's a, just a fiery but mostly peaceful protest. <laughs> so I, that, that stuff bothers me, seeing the police stand aside and watch that stuff happen. Or just get assaulted like they did in uh, Portland, if you ever watch the live feeds, when uh, they were getting blinded with lasers and pelted with bottles and fireworks. What was the one where they were standing outside one of the buildings and they were waiting for the, the cops to come out and the guy had a hammer like right outside the door? And that guy, they even, they even dropped the charges on that guy. And I was like, that was, you could argue that was attempted murder because he was going to hit somebody oh, in the head yeah. with a hammer. A cop. Yeah, a cop too. A federal cop, I mean, in fact, I think so. A federal officer, like it's you're not just assaulting; you're assaulting cops and federal cops, and that's if you saw if you assault a federal officer, that is a federal crime. You, I mean, it's a big, big, big deal. I mean, shit, the guys who went to the the Capitol on one six and took some selfies, they're going to be in solitary confinement for the rest of their fucking life. So oh, you mean not? during the uh, the the failed coup? 
Yeah, during the uh, unarmed insurrection, the deadly insurrection where only one person died, and it was one of the protesters. Yeah. I think that's technically the darkest day in democracy since 9-11. Thank you very much. It's, it's, the, it's the worst uh, thing since the Civil War. It's the worst thing since uh, since they burnt down the fucking White House back in 1812. Well, see... These days, enough people would show up to probably help that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool, actually. I'm not I, Maybe I shouldn't say that, but that... that Geez, wouldn't that be interesting? Uh, just to add a little context to the uh, the spa protest in Los Angeles, a video came out of an outraged woman confronting the staff uh, in Los Angeles about a naked man walking around in the women's changing room, and he uh, identified as a woman uh, but had not physically transitioned yet. And I guess a couple of oh, is this the guy who got he like got in the the hot tub with some little girls or something? Yeah, there. It, it looks like there, I haven't seen the videos yet. There's a, I dropped a, the link in the uh, the chats, um, but that's what it sounds like. So they began peacefully protesting the spa on July 3rd, and then Antifa showed up and said that uh, y'all a bunch of transphobes and you're about to get asses beat. And, they and they're this, of course being protected by the cops. Yeah, and it's all those black block fucks. Ah. I, I, that's probably my favorite thing that Adam said, uh, just to give a little uh, teeny tiny spoiler, but he basically, he, he didn't basically, he came out saying that uh, these black block motherfuckers are today's brown shirts in a big way. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I'm right there with him. I, I would not argue that. Uh, What's uh, wh- What defines black block versus just general Antifa or, you know, how is it, is it, is it, everybody in black block part of antifa or vice versa or what, what's the relationship there or is there one i think uh i think the black block guys are the ones that actively and uh collectively like make this their gig oh the um, ones who travel across the across the country and yeah. like, they get the people from uh i think where was it seattle who like had traveled in a school bus um and with a bunch of food trucks to and stuff over to uh yeah to wisconsin and then when asked who funded that, they're like, oh, no, I was, um, shut up, look over there. <laughs> it's just an idea. It's not an organization. It's just an idea. Yeah, these are the tactical dudes. They got a little nicer gear. Um, there's like, a, I don't know if you would call it training, but they're doing drills and exercises with the shields and shit. Well, they're funded. They're organized. So are the black block guys, so I guess the question is, the so the FBI informants and agitators who are part of this, are they in Antifa or black block? Because it sounds like they're probably in black block then. Well, I, I, will, I will say that black block I would consider part of Antifa for sure. But so like all black block is Antifa, but not all Antifa is black block. Because a lot of Antifa is people that are like, oh, well, I don't want to be a pro fascist. So of course I'm anti-fascist. Like those people, they're, they're not black block, but I'm talking about the people that show up to make this, their lot like the true blue revolutionaries. I, for me, I think it's all the above. I think, I think that both Antifa and block, all of it, it's all paid and funded and organized. And well, it's definitely funded. And then that's, that's for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I would also guess that, uh, <laughs> that's where our FBI buddies would be. It's where the FBI everywhere. be, man. If they weren't everywhere, they'd be shitty at their jobs. I mean, that's what I don't get. What do you think the FBI and the CIA do, people? You think they sit around in their office and fucking... Well, actually, they do sit around in their office and watch porn all day. That has been confirmed. But they also infiltrate. That's what they do. 
And then if you if you catch them, they just put some. They just go in and sprinkle some child porn on your computer, and then you go to jail. <laughs> yep. Like, ha! Got them. Like, we had some left over from last week on yep. our servers. Here you go. This is a. Uh, uh, I've, I've been personally curating this on this flash drive. So if <laughs> I need to, I just drop that in someone's computer and you go to jail. I just actually feel bad letting it go. This is really good stuff. <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> I feel like I might, uh, I might uh, go take a dip in the hot tub now. Huh? Yeah, it, it does make you wonder on some of those things where you've got people in a, people in a spa who are, who are, uh, uh, you know, identify one or the other i don't i don't care that's that's up to them but you know it's it's straight up mental illness whatever but you know and and then the fact that you would have the audacity of people who disagree with it and protesting it because it's not appropriate then you have people who come and want to beat up the protesters so i don't know it's a mess through and through mm. uh something that is not a mess is our screen mails we have two more that we can play out Ooh, sweet <laughs> Quite jarring. That was a call from uh, Donald Sutherland from uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> I just picture that face that he makes and that stupid mm-hmm. afro. Uh, Hell yeah. So that was n- gnarly. I know. Uh, I need to get back on top of uh, saving these after every show so we can do our epic scream mail supercut. <laughs> Supercut grows people, and it's going to be quite the cut. <laughs> I know. Uh, let's check out this next one. Boo! Oh my god! Wow, that was a good one too. Boo! Oh my god! <laughs> mm. The one-two punch, or should I say, the one-boo punch? <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Perfect. Magnifique. We here at Behind the Schemes very much appreciate such uh, high-quality production such as that. We love our screamers. Uh, whoever whoever has the charity to give a scream to the scream line, we appreciate it. Thank you. Hell yeah. And, Cretchen, I have one last burning question for you before we wrap tonight. And we do want to say thank you very much for taking the time to join us. I've had quite the blast. Yeah, it's been fun. Um, yeah, it's been a fun time. We had a uh, text message come in on our secret red phone text line. Um, and Sir Seat Sitter would like to know, why did you choose Rob Schneider as your profile pick? And why is it so awesome? Um, so, actually, okay, well, I grabbed that picture a year or... Oh, actually, I can tell you exactly when. So <laughs> Uh, I rotate my profile pictures, and so that that is reminding me I need to go rotate that again. So I have right now I have eleven profile pictures. Where's the Rob Snyder one? Let's see. And the date that I grabbed that one was July 9th, nineteen nineteen. Um, I don't remember where I saw that that was his picture on Twitter, but it cracked me up because of the big, you know, Mexican style handlebar mustache. Um, so I've just been using that one, but it sounds like it's time to rotate that, and I will think I will use this one of. Uh, James May from uh, from Top Gear 
And that's the only sort of information that uh, you'll find here at Behind the Schemes. That's an exclusive. That is a Behind mm-hmm. the Schemes exclusive. Now, some of the profile pictures I'll say, there's one that I grabbed of Conan O'Brien on January 13th, 2021, when um, at 8.45 p.m., when that was live <laughs> during an OBDM show, and we were playing a clip of Conan O'Brien asking something, and he looked really bad. Like He looked like he was hungover and just woke up, and his hair was all over the place, and I screen-grabbed that one because it would be a good profile picture. So, in fact, I'll change my mind. I'm going to use that one now. Excellent. Wow. And happy retirement to that guy. But um, well, actually, he's he's retiring, but yeah, he's doing another show. So I'm not sure. He's what a workaholic. Means. He's not going to yeah. retire. Retire. But so yeah, in, yeah. I was going to say, in in uh, in payment for responding to that question, I need to hear Bill Gates talking about uh, chewing bubble gum and reach rounds again. Chew bubble gum and give reach rounds. If you would like to hear more of Bill Gates, you can head over to rareencounter.net. Uh, what what time is it? It's uh, six o'clock central, I believe. Yeah, six o'clock central, four o'clock. Uh, Pacific or at four or five o'clock Pacific every Wednesday. Yep, every Wednesday. It's a show done by Abel Kirby, uh, Abel Kirby and uh, Cold Acid. I'll let mm-hmm. you figure out which one's actually Bill Gates. It's a, I don't know. It's a geeky show. It's, uh, say it's. They talk about uh, anime and they talk about uh, tech every now and again. Uh, they're they're planning on doing a. a a team up with another show that was featured on the No Agenda show, Maps with Matt Chu. They're going to do a, um, a, a flat Earth debunking episode, I believe, based off of the interview that we had with uh, with, with uh, Dave. Yeah, with Flat Earth Dave. So you, you got that to look forward to when it drops. Mm-hmm. That guy's got a career in um, in uh, doing inappropriate Bill Gates audio drops. <laughs> there's there's already a couple of uh, gags with I think it was Hog Story. Wasn't it him and Fletcher? They did uh, Fauci yeah. and Bill Gates. <laughs> our, uh, our buddy Fletcher, he can do Fletcher the Great Hog Star. He can do a, a very good Fauci. Yeah. And so to hear the two of them do this bit together is really, really funny. If you've got someone who can do a good Fauci and then then your guy there doing, uh, um, it was a cold acid doing, doing Gates. Bill Gates. Unintentionally doing Bill Gates, apparently. Uh, you, got, you got some potential there for uh, some radio interviews and release those clips. Yeah. There's some yeah. viral stuff going out there. For sure. It's uh it seems that uh, what we're lacking most is uh um writers. Uh, yeah, I should probably just write the bit and then give it to them and then just that way they have no excuse. You'd be like other well they could say that I it's a shitty write or whatever, but at least we've taken that step. Yeah, and uh, I, I definitely want to get into writing myself. I'm I'm hoping that we can uh get the show to a place where it's a little more manageable on the week-to-week basis, and uh, it's not so much so much uh, last-minute work. You um, can actually branch out and do other stuff for other people. Mm. Brunching. Brunching. Haggard Conan. Value for value podcasting. It's the only way. That's right. And that's uh, obdmpod.com. Go there. Check it out. You can uh, donate because they are another value for value show. They got a Patreon. I'm there. Come hang out with me. Sir, sir, seat sitters there. Come hang out with him. Uh, it's a party. Really. Yeah, it's, uh, if, if you want uh, conspiracy, you want paranormal, you want to hear about Bigfoot, and then they, uh, I will derail all conversations as we describe uh, much, you know, as much detail as we can what Bigfoot's genitals may or may not look like. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear about UFOs, you want to hear about weird inter- interdimensional stuff and, uh, and some, 
light takes on politics, and then we do some uh, some offbeat news. Um, it's all over the place. So yeah, live uh, Wednesdays at seven p.m. Eastern and Saturdays at noon Eastern. That's where it's at. Should probably get some music going here for a little play out. Uh, what was this one? Okay. Well, this has been episode 53 of Behind the Schemes. I want to say thank you again to Cretchit for joining us for a fun, great, exhilarating conversation. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, You have to come back and and do another one sometime. Absolutely. Love to have you back. It'll be a party again. (laughs) Party never ends, folks. Until it does. Well, this party's over for me, and I've been Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. And uh, I have been lavish. And I'm Cretchen, but I don't have a cool outro. It's okay, man. We get the sultry, the sultry, decadent tones for you. Oh yeah, this is the cool outro. <laughs> well, uh, ah, fuck. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> have a good week. <laughs>